Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? NFL full pockets as we start to get reports. League-wide revenue, $11 billion this past year. What's it mean for this season going forward? And what's it tell you about Roger Goodell's plan, or at least path? He wants $25 billion in total league revenue in five years. Is that feasible? We're going to look at that. Also, the Big 12 cracking down while Texas is still in the conference. Teams cannot do the horns down. At least the opponents of Texas can't. Is it taunting? Yes. So is the Gator Chomp. The SEC doesn't care about that, at least in terms of cracking down on other teams doing that. Why? This is legislating taste. This is legislating class, decorum. There's one way to get rid of this. You wipe out what? Unsportsmanlike conduct. Nobody's ever going to do it because everybody's holier than thou art when it comes to this. But there's a way to fix this. There is. Tell you what I think they should do. Not only this level, but the NFL as well. And we're starting to see sports in general, the next big stand. Five years ago, it was bathrooms, right? Charlotte, North Carolina, bathroom, boom. What happens? NBA All-Star Game gets moved. A couple years ago, was it just last year? What did we have? We had a situation in Atlanta. Voter fraud, what was taking place in that state or attempted, whatever you want to call it, ballot manipulation, whatever you want to call it. And Major League Baseball said, eh, 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 bye-bye All-Star game. Why, there's seven cities that are now bullseye with regards to losing major events. And it's not just women's sports. A women's sports league is starting this, or at least starting to push this dial, but why it's going to affect men's basketball. It's definitely going to affect women's sports why the College World Series in Omaha will be front and center as well. <clears throat> All right. The Bar, Harp on Sports, at Twitter, at Instagram. You want to check us out at Harp on Sports. Also, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports YouTube page, Harp on Sports Facebook page, and, of course, HarpOnSports.com, where we have our latest article up. Why super conferences and mega conferences are great for you and me as sports fans. Mega conferences, super conferences are great for us. We'll tell you why. Check it out at harponsports.com. Okay. Starting off with the NFL first. $11 billion. $11 billion for 32 teams split evenly because it's split evenly. This is national revenue. This is TV deals, NFL postseason revenue, things that aren't shared per team. Per team, you make your own money, right? Your ticket sales, uh, your merchandising. This is, you know, you make your own money locally. Parking, whatever, anything along those concessions, things along those lines. And then you make your money nationally with your TV deals. And that's about ready to go up even more, right? Now, Amazon's getting in the play, in, in the fray and all this. Want to write these numbers down so I have it exact. $343 million. Actually, it's almost $344 million per team. See, 31 of the 32 teams are private, so they don't have to share anything with you. But the Packers are public, so the Packers have to share. So this is split evenly. 
So you know everybody in the league got $343.75 million. Now the Packers are going to announce how much money they make locally, revenue-wise, but this is national. So when fans tell you that, you know, when fans say to players, you wouldn't be able to play without me, my my tickets pay my, your, your salary, not true. Actually, NFL, right? Twice as much. They make enough money times two, almost times two, to cover their own salary caps. Ta-da. Nationally. They don't, not locally, nationally. So the NFL makes plenty of money, TV, each team, TV revenue-wise, not even to need local money to pay for salaries. So what's local money go to? Well, it goes to owner's pockets. You know, you got to pay for coaches. I get that. But the NFL makes more, each team makes more than enough money. And this is teams like the Cowboys and the Giants, big city teams, you know, the Bears, the Rams, big, big markets. Cowboys, as we mentioned, sacrificing money to keep everybody afloat. This is socialism at its finest. The NFL is the perfect socialistic category. They all pull their TV money together and divide by 32. Another sport does that. They do. That's why you have teams in Jacksonville, Buffalo, Green Bay. It's why you can afford those teams. So those teams can stay afloat because of this $343 million check. And the Cowboys are going to make, what, $500 million locally, something like They're going to make a ridiculous amount of money. So what does this all mean? Well, Roger Goodell wants, in, when this is all said and done, how much money is each team going to make? Certain teams won't make, will be lucky to make $75 million locally. The teams like the Jaguars, teams like the Browns, the Bills had a good run last year, so they make a little may make a little bit more. Teams that made the playoffs will make a little bit more, but teams that struggled last year, teams that didn't do very well, ticket wise, attendance wise, look, they're not gonna they're not gonna make near as much money. They're just not. The Saints won't make a lot of money in this. There's certain cities that are gonna be seventy five million dollars per team. There's gonna be other cities that are four hundred million dollars per team. The Cowboys will make a boatload of money. The Cowboys probably. Boy, both New York teams and Chicago did struggle. By the time you count the Cowboys and the Rams, and probably both New York teams and the Patriots, I bet you those five teams make almost as much as the other 27 combined. Watch. Watch. Now, we're not going to get that because we're only going to get the Packers, right? So each individual team is not going to reveal what they have. But Roger Goodell, right now everybody thinks the NFL is going to make about $15 billion this year by the time you count individual markets. $11 billion of it comes from national revenue. Think about that. It's all about TV. It's a chat time to people for years. It's all about TV revenue. It's all about get eyeballs on the screens because there are 30 times as many people watching your game on TV than are in the stands. It's tough for people to grab the concept of that. But we try to tell people that 95% of people that consume your games have never been to your stadium. Tough for you to comprehend, but it's true. So you start to take a step back and you start to look at this and with Roger Goodell and the NFL having about a $15 billion mark for this year, they want $25 billion, increase of $10 billion in 10 years. Well, how do you get there? Well, you have new TV deals coming in, which are monstrous, which is going to push that $15 billion figure up to around $20 billion. You're going to have new stadiums coming in in Buffalo. You're going to have a massive renovation that will be done in the next five years in Jacksonville as that plan gets put to paper. And you have a 17th league game. So it's just going to keep growing. The sports now. Do I think they can get to twenty five from fifteen to twenty five? I don't know if they can get that high, but the NFL is too big to fail. It's too big to fail. You know, we joke about that. Think about where we were a couple years ago, where the president of the United States circled the NFL and made him an enemy because of Colin Kaepernick. 
lasted about a year. Lasted about a year. Everybody looked around and said, mm, mm. The NFL, the end of the day is a gigantic cupcake, and we're all the fat kid. Mm, mm. Not going to stay away from it forever. Just not. Not going to stay away from it forever. Eventually going to take a bite of it, and that's what happens. And you have different streaming rights competing and contracts for, you know, NFL networks now, TV networks. You know, when you see Troy Aikman getting, what, $80 million, Joe Buck getting all that money, um, Tony Romo getting the money that he's getting. Well, these networks pay big bucks. Al Michaels getting the money that he's getting. These networks are paying big bucks for the talent. Why? Because they know the talent's got some familiarity and they know that their product that they're paying just went from, you know, 800 million to 1.3 billion. So we'll bring this familiar face with us. We'll pay him 15 million, 20 million a year. But we know with that you're coming because you know who that, Oh, okay. I know that voice. Oh, I know who that is. You don't want to spend $1.4 billion in a network and trot out four or five new voices. That's why. It's familiarity. It's the same reason the Live Tour grabbed Phil Mickelson. They went after big names, Dustin Johnson, Brian DeChambeau. Why? Because you know who they are. You're going to pay more attention. That's why political candidates want endorsements from celebrities. You're going to pay attention. I don't care what celebrities think. You may not, but they're going to garner attention. So there's where we are. So the NFL, good gracious. And I wrote a little bit of this down as you start to go forward. Think about this. If the Jaguars and Shad Khan, as they start to do their new stadium deal, and you see, well, they're going to want $300 million from the city, or my guess is it's going to be something like three twenty-five dollars from the city and Shad Khan will kick in three twenty-five, six hundred and fifty million million worth of stadium improvements. That's the number I think you're going to be at. Why is that relevant? Because he gets that money from the league in a year. Shotgun's just going to take the money he gets from the league in a year and dump it right back into the stadium. Thank you, league, for the money. Here it goes into the stadium. Thank you. Money in, money out. The difference is the city's going to take out a 20-year bond to kick in their $300 million. 25-year bond. To pay, you know, that's what's going to happen. 20-year bond. Pay this $300 million. So the city will have it. The city will be paying off the renovations of that stadium for 20 years. And Shotgun will be done after a year. That's how much money the league is making. And that's why teams like Dallas and the big city teams look around at cities like Jacksonville and Buffalo and say, build a new stadium. Come on. You need to make more revenue. We're not going to subsidize you anymore. You need to make more money. Got a point, don't they? All right. Switching gears from that to this. The SEC, Texas, Oklahoma, not in yet. Uh, Texas, I, I got some bad news for you. When you do get in the conference, horns down is going to be okay. It is. Horns down is going to be okay. The Big 12 announcing that's taunting. You can't do it at, if you score a touchdown against Oklahoma or Texas, you can't horn down a player, the fans, you can't taunt anybody by doing it. So what that means is you can go over to the sidelines, look at the camera and do it. There's certain ways you can get out of it. But this goes back to the crux of anything, right? People are like, oh, that's fine. You should be allowed to do that. You want to be able to, you know, taunt Texas is what you want to be able to do. Texas is so weak. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe they complain too much about it. They do. Other teams have their fun stuff, right? People give Florida State the chop. Score a touchdown, give them the chop. People give the Gators the chomp. I see opposing teams do it all the time. You have something that's a gimmick. Other teams are going to mock you with it. They just are. And now this isn't T.O. standing on the Dallas Star, but they're making fun of you. They score, they taunt you. 
to me, what's so funny about this, and I've said this for years, sports fans were tough, we're mid, football, we're tough, we're tough. Oh my God, that guy's dancing. Oh my gosh, that guy did a dance after he tackled me. Think about where football fans are. It's like, we're big and tough. We play with broken fingers and broken hands. Sometimes broken arms, torn ACL, concussions. We're men. Fans dress up, face paint, get drunk, beat the piss out of other fans in the stands. We're tough. We're men. Go to jail. Drink a bunch of beer. Oh my God, did you see what that guy did? He spiked the ball. Big, big meanie. Why is it that NFL fans turn into pudding when somebody else makes fun of them? When another player? It's, it's, it's entertainment. It's professional wrestling, right? Professional wrestler hops on the mic and says, this is the ugliest fa- fans I've ever seen in this city. Oh my, eat, eat it. You, it's what happens. But football, we can't take it for some reason. We can't take it. In, in basketball, we've changed this too, right? If you dunk, you can't stare at somebody. Hmm, no, no, can't do it. You can't dunk and stare at somebody because that could lead to what? Poverty? crime. No, it leads to hurt feelings. It's like, oh, we got to clean this up for the kids. Got to clean this up for the kids. Yes, two 300-pound men ramming headfirst into each other. The children. It's always funny. You know what's funny about that? It's like, oh, we can't have these guys hitting each other. Oh, we can have that? Okay. And we can't have them staring at each other. The kids. Got to worry about the kids. Meanwhile, a kid wants to go get a soda pop and a hot dog. It's 15 bucks. No problem gouging mom and dad Kid wants to go to the concession stand, wants to get a jersey of his favorite player. $20. You don't care about the damn kid. Dog, that damn kids, whatever. Chalk up money. Get money from them. Save me that. There's a way to get rid of this. The horns down thing. When you try to legislate class, you're in trouble. Because class always applies to the other guy. It never applies to you. Nobody ever says, I am classy. They say, he has no class. You ever hear now and then, at least we have class. Well, that applies to the other guy, right? You're just saying he doesn't. You shouldn't have to tell me you have class. You should have it. It's like taking the high road and then telling everybody you took the high road or people that say, I don't cheat on my wife and I pay my taxes. I'm not going to give you credit for doing something you should do. Wow. Congratulations. Do you not steal from the office too? Hmm? Do you not murder? Good for you for doing what you should be doing. <laughs> Come on. And this is get rid of unsportsmanlike conduct. I've always been a big proponent that penalties go away in the NFL that don't affect the outcome of a play. Like late hit out of bounds, I get it. Late hit on the quarterback, unnecessary roughness, I get it. It has an impact. Could hurt somebody. you got to curb that. But if somebody scores a touchdown and does the horns down, who cares? Well, it could lead to something terrible. Like what? Like what? The NFL lets you. The, the NFL realized this a couple years ago. Let's have them dance in the end zone. So you have these celebrations in the end zone. Look, since the NFL about three years ago started allowing dancing and routines in the end zone, has anybody died? Oh, feelings get hurt when their team scores a touchdown and dances in the end zone. Players called it the no fun league. They start doing things like that. They let them have personal messages on cleats. Wow. Nobody died. So, horns down. Look, when they enter the SEC, the SEC is going to say, no, we're, you're, you're allowed to do that. It's what's going to happen. And to me... I think all in sportsmanlike conduct penalties should go away. Well, what happens? What happens if what? No different than you, you just think about what the highest grossing movie that's come out in the last three months. What are they? Top Gun and Jurassic Park. You have dinosaurs eating people. You go to a movie, you see dinosaurs eat a bunch of people. Fine. That's entertainment, right? But you go to a football game and some guy does the horns down and your kid can't handle it or you can't handle it as an adult. Come on. Get rid of unsportsmanlike penalties. Taunting. Get rid of that stuff. Let it continue. Let it happen. 
Well, it could lead to, lead to what? It's just trying, you know, it's like, we got to clean this up for the kids. Clean this up so it's whole family entertainment. Okay. I always love that family entertainment when they have a mic on the field. Because they're muting F-bombs every two seconds. <sighs> Wanted to wrap with this. It's sports next big stand. I saw this today. want to make sure I get this right. Because when I saw it, I thought, okay, here it comes. The National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, says that reproductive rights will be considered as the sport looks for expansion cities. Now, some may sit there and laugh and say, the what? The National Women's Soccer League? Oh, pay attention. Because when this starts, others follow. This has been going on for years, too. A lot of people like to chalk this up as something recent. It's not. It's not recent. Go back to the early 90s. The NFL took the Super Bowl away from Phoenix and Tempe because the state of Arizona refused to recognize Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They refused to MLK Day. They refused to recognize the state of Arizona. This is the last 30 years, gang. This wasn't that long ago. In the last 30 years, you had a state in America, 49 out of the 50 states, said MLK Day is a holiday, national holiday. Arizona says, not for us, it's not. CNFL said, oh, really? Bye-bye. Took Super Bowl away from them. And since then, we've had other situations where things have been taken away from people, things. Um, Charlotte, about five years ago, right, four years ago, had the All-Star game taken away in the NBA. Atlanta, just last year, had the All-Star game taken away in baseball. Charlotte for their bathroom bill. And then Atlanta for their voting, stripping of voting rights. So don't act like this is something new, because it's not. What? Well, fine. Well, okay, well... I went through and looked at cities in red states that host a bunch of events. Buckle up, buckaroos. Now, it'll start with the female sports. The Women's College World Series is in Oklahoma. Bye-bye. The first thing that's going to go away is the Women's College World Series. Actually, the first thing that's probably going to go away is any women's Final Four event in a red state. So, red states, buckle up. Buckle up. You start the minute these reproductive laws go into effect. The National Women's Soccer League just, it's the next big stand. I'm telling you, it's coming. So what's going to happen? Think about big cities in red states that host a bunch of things. Miami and Florida. Super Bowls. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the NFL do when this starts to become an issue and Florida starts to strip away some reproductive rights? Does the NFL come in and say, I'm taking the Super Bowl out of Miami. Super Bowl in New Orleans coming up. Uh-oh. Louisiana, red state. Think about your big events that take place in Dallas, Houston. Uh-oh. Back to Arizona. Uh-oh. Again, I'm gonna I'm picking states that are gonna come through and start to to gut Roe v. Wade. Indianapolis. Final four in basketball is Indianapolis every four years. College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Atlanta. If they just took the all-star game away from Atlanta in baseball. You better believe when reproductive rights become an issue, you better believe anything that's taking place in Atlanta. Final Fours, Super Bowls. Those are going to be the target. National championship games. No, certain conferences may not do, the SEC may not do anything, but anything that's done nationally, ooh, buckle up. Buckle up. It'll start with women's sports. It will start with women's sports. But make no mistake about it. The bathroom, the bathroom bill, was a multi-gender issue. Voting, 
multi-gender issue. Cities I wrote down that are going to have to buckle up here. Be careful. Indianapolis, Miami, Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville. And I mentioned Oklahoma, Oklahoma City with the Women's College World Series. Omaha, Men's College World Series. And start to go through your list of anything that's any women's Final Four event in basketball. Start to look. Men's Final Four events. So your next big stage, your next big stance, when these reproductive rights things go back to states, red states are going to start losing championship events. Final Fours, Super Bowls, College World Series, both sports. And think about this, too. Think about, like, we haven't gotten there quite yet. And bowl games are their own entity. Those have kind of survived. For how long? For how long with this one? And again, the biggest stage strips these things away. And they may look around and go, you know what? It's not even worth... We got shiny new stadiums in Vegas. We got shiny new stadiums in Los Angeles. What are we doing here? We'll do it in Vegas and LA every year. Oh, you can't do that. Uh, What do you mean you can't do that? Now, Ohio's red, I know, but nothing major takes place in Ohio. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, there's no national championship game and none of that stuff exists there. You get NCAA tournament events every now and then. There's one, Dayton, first four, college basketball. I'm telling you, this is the next big stance, especially with female sports and women's college world series, women's basketball, and it will get to the men's level. It will. It will. And the NCAA will feel the most pressure at first. But professional sports teams, as I just mentioned, the NFL, the NBA, college sports talk a lot, but professional sports do it. Football, Super Bowl, Tempe, Charlotte. Well, I talked about Charlotte in the NBA. Charlotte was the um, uh, ACC championship too, right? ACC championship game in football. Charlotte took the ACC championship game or lost the ACC championship game in football. It's coming. We'll see where the staging ground is, but the National Women's Soccer League just flipped that switch. Be ready. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. If you haven't done so yet, follow us at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Also, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. You can also consume us in other ways, right? Harp on Sports YouTube page, Harp on Sports the Facebook page, and HarpOnSports.com, our latest article. Check it out. A case for super conferences. Why super conferences are great for sports fans. Check it out. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.